Borden made it his habit to seek out the most incorrigible students and try to bring them to salvation. In his sophomore year, this is something somebody said about him. In his sophomore year, we organized Bible study groups and divided up the class of 300 or more, and each man interested in taking a certain number so that all might, if possible, be reached. The names were gone over one by one, and the question asked, who will take this person? When it came to someone thought to be a hard proposition, there would be an ominous pause. Nobody wanted that responsibility. Then Bill's voice would be heard. Put him down for me. Borden's outreach ministry was not confined to the Yale campus. He cared about widows and orphans and cripples. He rescued drunks from the streets of New Haven to rehabilitate them. He founded the Yale Hope Mission. One of his friends wrote that he might often be found in the lower parts of the city at night on the street in a cheap lodging house or some restaurant to which he had taken a poor hungry fellow to feed him seeking to lead the man to Christ. Borden's missionary call narrowed to the Muslim people in China in a certain group. And once that goal was in sight, Borden never wavered. He also inspired his classmates to consider missionary service. And one of them said, he certainly was one of the strongest characters I've ever known. And he put backbone into the rest of us in college. There was real iron in him. And I always felt he was the stuff that martyrs were made of. He was like a heroic missionary of modern times. Although he was a millionaire, Bill seemed to realize always that he must be about his father's business and not wasting time in the pursuit of amusement. Although Borden refused to join a fraternity, he did more with his classmates in his single year than ever before. He presided over the huge student missionary conference held at Yale and served as president of the Honor Society Phi Beta Kappa. Upon graduation from Yale, Borden turned down some high-paying jobs and offers, and he wrote in his Bible again. Underneath the words, no reserve, he wrote, no retreat. William Borden went on to graduate work at Princeton Seminary in New Jersey. When he finished his studies at Princeton, he sailed for China. Because he was hoping to work with Muslims, he stopped first in Egypt to study Arabic. While there contracted spinal meningitis. Within a month, 25-year-old Borden was dead. When news William Borden's death was called back to the U.S., the story was carried by nearly every American newspaper. A wave of sorrow went around the world. Borden not only gave away all of his wealth, but he gave himself. And in a way that was so joyous and natural that it seemed a privilege rather than a sacrifice that's what Mary Taylor wrote in her introduction to his biography. Was Borden's untimely death a waste? Not in God's plan. Because you see, just prior to his death, Billy Borden wrote another entry into that Bible. A final entry. No reserve, no retreat, no regrets. When you lay down your life for Christ, when you've finished your course and kept the faith, will you be able to say with Billy Borden, no reserve, no retreat, no regrets. You see, contrary to this plastic Christianity of today, the real stuff is found in those who are willing to lay down their life for Christ. They're the real heroes. Looking back at my life and coming from the experience of a 40th high school reunion yesterday, there was one young lady in one class, and I told her this yesterday. Out of all of my high school chums, this 
One lady, though, she did tell me about Jesus. Not one time, but many times. And I don't know if you realize this or not, but God's setting some of you up. She would tell me about Jesus, and then there was a silly high school play, and they talked me into taking a part in it, and you'll never guess what part they gave me. A preacher. (laughs) Me, a preacher. I thought, boy, how unlikely is this? And she had photos of me on stage playing that role, Parson Bumble. And I can see that God was setting me up for that time when I would be convicted of my sins and finally come to the realization that I was a sinner lost without hope and that I would bow my knee to Christ and ask Him to forgive me of my sins and accept Him into my life. A rebellious child of the 60s would come to that place. And not only that, but a few months later, Him starts saying, Jim, I want you to go preach. And I felt like saying, look, this being a Christian is one thing, but this being a preacher is a whole other ballgame. Now you're asking for my life. You can have my soul, but I'd like to keep my life. Nope, not with God. He wants it all. If you're not willing to give it all, you're not ready to be his disciple. That's what Jesus said. How many of you this morning are ready to be his disciple? How many are ready to say with Billy Borden, no reserve, I'm not going to hold anything back, no retreat, I'm not going to back up, even if it costs me everything, I'm not going to whine. If my buddies curse me, I'm not going to whine. If I lose my job, I'm not going to whine. If I lose all my friends and if I lose everything I've got, I'm not going to whine. I'm going to be a man. I'm going to be a Jesus man. I don't care what. Have you got it in you? I'm not playing games. I'm not going to make it easy for you. If you're going to wimp out down the road and fall back into your old sinful ways and start running with your old sinful buddies, just stay in your seat. You're not ready. But if you're going to stand for Jesus, please understand, I don't mean that you won't ever sin again. I don't mean that. But I mean you're ready to stand up and be counted as one of His. Then stand to your feet.